SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide. Leading the conversation. Thank you so much for staying with us. So I, I was just having a conversation with my colleagues about some of the just every, snippets of what's happening in the continent. And part of the problem with media is that something big like COVID-19 happens and then that's all we talk about. That's all we talk about. And then there are US elections. That's all we talk about. But then you start getting slight little whispers about troubles in other spaces. And Africa has never had the kind of um, pleasure of getting the en- enough media in its space to cover its stories. That's the first problem. And especially when it's up against other big stories, you just you just don't hear about it. You just don't hear about it. So when I saw the kind of attention in SARS was getting in Nigeria, I was quite pleased. But then I also thought, Actually, a lot is happening at the moment in the continent, but are we reporting on it enough? So Nixon Katembo is our African affairs analyst, and he is uh, at Channel Africa, and he's a producer there. Just to take us through, what are we not talking about that is happening in the continent? Nixon, hi. Hi. Thanks, Pamela, for having me. Let me uh, appreciate your greater introduction on talking about the issues of the continent and let me say that even when we talk about the issues of the continent we talk about them as a by the way yes we do not talk about them in the context in which they happen mm-hmm. what are the motivators of those events mm-hmm. and what actually led to those events we just talk about such and such a things happen but the real issue yeah. is not well spoken of. Yeah. And uh, currently, to answer your question, is that there are a lot of things that happen on the continent. I don't know where to start, mm. but based so, on this discussion, I think you will guide me on yeah, where to start. There are a lot of things that are happening, but I, I was starting to see something which looks like a common thread. And tell me if I'm wrong, Nixon. And it, it got me, I mean, optimistic. It's troubling issues, but it got me optimistic. I'm starting to see citizens on the ground take into their own hands matters of their own country. In other words, where there is a a reaction from the belly of the country, civilians, just ordinary civilians saying, we are going to go into the streets. It doesn't matter what the matter is. We are no longer going to rely on other states, other countries to raise matters that we've been troubled by. And also... These are people who don't necessarily have political motives. These are just ordinary people on the ground. I'm seeing it more and more happen. I was, it was happening in Zimbabwe. It's happening in Nigeria. It's happening a lot in the continent. And I think we haven't seen a lot of this in a long time. Let's uh, agree on one thing and thank one thing that technology have enabled us to be aware of some of these issues. Yeah. And you do remember just uh, last week there was a number of hashtags. Mm-hmm. And one of those hashtags that you ke- became pres- um, um, I mean, uh, popular and prominent was NSAS. Mm. But there is other hashtags like, uh, you know, Congo is bleeding, yes. which point to the conflict in the Democratic Republic of Congo. Mm. There are issues in English-speaking Cameroon mm. where the children were just killed recently. But Let's get to that. Why is this happening? It's because of the lack of proper uh, institution of the state functioning in most of these countries. Mm. And that is a point of 
concern, especially when we have a laxity in how our leaders are dealing with some of the issues on the continent. Let's take the issue of Nigeria, for instance. You have one of the most populous country on the continent. Mm. Uh, the recent statistics that I know of point to almost 190 million Nigerian, mm. part of which over than 60% of the populations are young people. Mm. And the history of Nigeria is the history of military coup, is the history of division owing to the context of uh, its colonial uh, journey mm. with the British. Mm. And then you have current democratic processes that happen for the past 20 years, which have been only looking after those who are close to power. Mm. And you look at Nigeria in a way in which it is built, and mostly the state institutions are function based on the previous government uh, approach of the military. Mm. So you have, for instance, uh, General Olusegun Obasanjo. Mm. Even though he came in as a democratic leader, yeah. but he has a military yes. side of yeah. him. The current president, Mohamed Buhari, has a military side on mm. him. Even though this dark... Uh, you know, military um, coups uh, under General Babangida, be it Sani Abacha, uh, the military, and those clique of rulers mm. who have a military uh, history created their own self a political patronage mm -hmm. that actually seeks to enrich much of these closely connected political parties, even though those political parties, they, they have transformed as a social, <laughs> you know, as a democratic uh, force, yeah. even though they have this political history of a military uh, ruling. Mm -hmm. Now, with the young populations, they are saying, no, mm -hmm. we can't buy this. You can't have a, a, a police which haven't reformed completely, even though you create it to the, uh, as an anti-robbery um, squad, but they are oppressing militant. Yeah. They are militant. Yeah. They are in, in, in their operation. They are operating in a militaristic way in oppressing the people. That's why you see the ANSARS mm -hmm. movement happening. But on top of that is also the dispossession, is also the Poverty, the lack of of employment for young people, the lack for better opportunities, the lack of education. Mm. That those are the issues that are coming up in Nigeria, mm. and now with the younger populations like that, obviously, it's likely to implode in the face of leaders, and that's why you see people no longer caring. This, let's protest. If you look at our continent, and that, which is most dangerous with the younger populations, but the average leader on the continent is 78 years old. Yes. What does that tell you? That there is a disconnect between the youth population of the continent and the current leadership that we have in the continent. And it is not surprising that Nigerians protested in the way that they protested. So... It's very clear to me that the issues really at their core are pretty similar, pretty similar. 
one of the things that you just highlighted slightly is just this um, sugarcoating of the impact of colonialism. You see it in Cameroon. You see it in the Congo. Those scars remain. It doesn't matter what face they have now, but all those problems really stem from colonialism. Now, just to talk about that issue of colonialism, if you look at Nigeria forests, it has different issues that we, I'm afraid we cannot talk about them on this program now uh, in a greater details. But if you look at when Nigeria was fighting independence, there was the Biafra War mm -hmm. that killed several of thousands of people. Then you have the issue of the Niger Delta, yes. which is more about oil. Yes. In the Niger Delta that has not benefited much of the people mm. in that country. Then you have the interaction between the people, the south and the and the north. Mm. Issues of religion that yes, was brought about yeah. the colonial state. Northern mm. part of Nigeria, which is mainly Muslim, mm. and the south, which is mainly Christians. Christian. So you have those issues that were brought about colonialism, as you rightly said, that are still lingering today, of which, unfortunately, for our leader, they have failed to make a meaningful changes in charting a way forward for a modern nation state that is not necessarily founded on colonial premises. Mm -hmm. In other words, what is happening in most part of the continent, the most conflict on the continent, and around the issues of leadership is about what Fras Fanon said that in a pitfall of uh, of nation consciousness that some of these leaders are just there to guard what the uh, colonial masters left, and uh, for them to hold to power, they need to keep the system in check. In other words, you just change the face of the leaders. And this is why we have a problem on our continent, some of these issues happening. But to that is the critical aspect of political economy, mm -hmm. resources. Nigeria has oil, Cameroon. Gosh, so rich. <laughs> so rich. Uh, those are the issues that are... Congo. Uh, Congo, <laughs> if you look at Congo, for instance, yeah. is the natural resources, yeah. which, by the way... Namibia. <laughs> I mean, we can go on and on. <laughs> which, by the way, the, for the case of the Congo which was a private uh, property of the Belgian king <laughs> yes. prior to being handed over to the Belgian state as Who we never know stepped it. foot there? Who never stepped foot there? And that's where we have a problem. Yeah. So with all of this, and this is the, the elephant in the room, right? The AU. The AU. And, and being able to do what is right by the people of the continent <laughs> you know when you talk about the au i i i have uh, some reservation even though it had a critical mission to unite but if you look at its exception the Nkrumah camp versus the nyerere camp mm -hmm. those who saw a progression of uniting the continent and those who called for immediate uh, united continent. These are some of the issues that we're still grappling with today. Mm. But 
it's not a question of issue uh, a question of the au it's the fundamental uh, uh, flawed uh, foundation of the modern nation state on the continent mm. immediately after colonization uh, let's say for instance for cameroon which is uh, in a conflict now between the english yes, uh, the francophone and, and the, the fr- yes. and the francophone speaking countries yeah. Again, it was stems back from at again yeah. stem from back from colonialism yeah. cameroon for a brief history it was colonized by germany in the first place and when the german were defeating the first world war part of it under the united nation preceding organization the united the united nation trusteeship castle it divided the country into two parts one went to the french and the southern uh, provinces which was known as the southern british cameroons went to the uh, british um, uh, colonial masters which were colonizing at the time nigeria so you have that division already in cameroon now paul bia having uh, uh, come to power in 1982 on the 6th of november he takes over with much more a connect to the french world and he get you know groomed by the french governments and the likes of jacques chirac and françois mitterrand uh, praising him their modern leader of africa and so on but in the meantime he driving a dictatorship at home even when at the fall of the Balinkov uh, wall uh, with this wind of change of democratization in the early 90s Cameroon did not see that particular change as we have today uh, the, the Paul Bia winning elections after elections but in the meantime those who are in uh, anglophone speaking regions are marginalized yeah. as they started the protest of wanting to have their own independent state mm-hmm. called the Ambazonia mm-hmm. because they were brought up under the british education system during colonization during colonialism they were following the british law the education system was following that but you have the french speaking cameroon taking over there yes. sending judges who yeah. speak french and they do not necessarily understand, understand what is happening yeah. in the region has you have the creation of the ambazonia separatist movement yeah. that started then attacking since 90 uh, to 2015 up until today when you had that the people how um, children yeah. uh, were killed just recently yeah. so these are some of the issues that I think we need to begin to engage a conversation how do we come uh, to foster a discussions that look back on where we come from mm-hmm. and where we're going for the Congo for instance they there is almost everyday killings that are happening in the Congo yeah. and this is by my own observation this is a genocide yeah. but we silent yeah. and when the media talks about it they just say okay five people were killed that's it just and another, that's it yeah, that's it no one bother to get into 
deeper understanding of what are the issues here mm. is it by nature that congolese uh, are just you know you killing know, machines killing machines yeah. Yeah. they just pick up arms but if you look at it the issue of the congo started alongside the issue in rwanda and the issue in rwanda started alongside what started in uganda mm-hmm. In 1996, in 86, when General Museveni yes. took over power in Uganda, he was has stated with many Rwandan refugees now who are the leaders in Rwanda currently, the likes of Paul Kagame, the founder of um, RPF, uh, the late Fred Rijem, and so on. And you would see that when that. Uh, political dynamics within the region changes then mobutu get attacked in 1996 and then you have over than you know the a 60% of the population in rwanda running through uh, the drc and the conflict started there but the conflict has been used as a way to extract more resources Absolutely. in the drc whereas the longest UN peacekeeping mission of over than 20,000 personnel of the United Nations there are there in the Eastern DRC. For heaven's sake, what are they doing yeah, there? Yeah. If the mandate is to protect civilian and bring peace in and stability in the region, what is and there are reports about other things they're doing which are not keeping peace and stability. We know this. Thankfully for the media we we know about these reports of sexual violence yes, yes. and so on. Yes. So I think we need as a media personalities as a media organizations to start engaging on the critical issues mm-hmm. of this nature to give more voice to what is happening on our continent so that we are able to highlight issues of the continent more it doesn't make sense for us to talk about the un us elections or one person die in the us to becomes a story and headlines all over but in the meantime we're ignoring issues on our own continent nixon katembo thank you so much it's it's been quite an interesting conversation we should do this again uh, very very soon he's a, a producer at channel africa as well as our africa affairs analyst thank you so much nixon thanks for having me